Good morning. Good morning, coffee moaners. I want to know straight away whether you're listening on podcast, watching on YouTube, or channeling this through your telekinesis. Uh, I want to know what coffee you're drinking right now. You're not allowed to be here without coffee in your hand. What coffee are you drinking? We have a maths GCSE being taken right now, which is why we're a touch earlier than normal, because we're going to have to go and get the uh, the little the little maths GCSE taker. Bless her. Um, God, can't wait for these GCSEs to be over for everyone. Um, what coffee? And if you're not drinking a coffee, why the ducking hell aren't you? Huh? Azira Black Coffee Antique One. Good morning. Azira Black Coffee. Nice. It's cold in Essex too, Elizabeth Murdoch. It's, it's cold here. It's cold. The chamomile tea for Laura Lou. Um, hate kids exams, says Sarah Jane. I know. I said to her, just take it one step at a time. Just remember, I said, contrary to what all teachers say, what happens in the next hour and a quarter does not define you kind of a fucking thing is that to say to a child? This moment in your life defines you. Fuck off. Um, didn't watch Britain's Got Talent, I'm afraid Miriam. I'm afraid Miriam. I absolutely love Vigo who won. Britain's Got Talent, but isn't he from Norway or something? Uh, I mean, that's all, I, that's all I, I gleaned from the entire sort of exercise. Uh, Nescafe Gold Blend DK1612. French Earl Grey Tea or Irene Ronning? Wow, very, very classy. Do you have some Lapsang Souchon? I once tasted Lapsang Souchon somewhere and spat it across the wherever I was. Um, Kyle Mitchell, my daughter has a criminology A-level exam this afternoon. Wow, what great subject. I didn't know they did criminology A-level. Um, he's silly, Mark. You'd love him. Oh, is he? Oh, the guy in Britain's Got Talent. Russ, good morning. I hope you're well too. How's that lovely wee Ben? Um, hi, Ali P. Hi, Ruth Blanford. Now, to those of you who are listening on podcasts, we've said this before, the names that I am reading out aren't fictitious aspects of my mind. Though you could argue that they are. I'm not having some strange sort of, you know, uh, I'm not hearing all sorts of voices. Um, these are the lovely comments and names of people following us on our YouTube channel, which of course you can watch us, but I would advise you not. I would just listen if you can. Um, uh, I love coffee, says Helen B. I drink decaf mostly now. It, 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 I mean, I often quite. Pedro, if Pedro Pascal can have a quadruple uh, espresso, he has two, which makes it an octuple. Is that right? An octuple espresso, all in all, then... Why the hell can't I have a quintuple espresso? So I'm having one in a red cup and I'm having one in a something. Good morning, everyone. Still in bed, unwell Jennifer Winter. I hope you get well and hopefully this will help. No saucy comments for those of you who are listening. You're now going to want to watch on YouTube because I'm standing here right now. So let, this is a, a visual gag, isn't it, guys? I'm now standing and I'm swinging. And it hurts. Uh, thank you, Hazel Marbon. They, for some reason, they popped up on a, in a they were wrapped in a parcel on my on my desk. I don't, I don't understand. 
Poor Pedro Pascal has been talking recently. If you don't know who Pedro Pascal is, he's the star of The Last of Us. He's also the man who's now no longer under the helmet of The Mandalorian because he's revealed to us that he actually only just phones in his voiceover. But he's the actor who's become the internet's daddy. And not only have I always found that phrase odd, but his co-star Bella Ramsey has also said that he's beginning to find it a little bit strange too. Uh, my wife is currently running a child back from a maths GCSE. Very formal wife. The epic failure, not a fan of him. Not a fan of Pedro. Oh, I just love his little face, the way it just, when he smiles, it just goes, just goofy. He's got a gooby face. I love his gooby face. Well, look, guys, for God's sake, at long last, Philip Schofield's out of the headlines. Or is he? Why have things gone so quiet? Anyway, we're gonna talk a little bit, not, not really uh, about him, uh, per se, but we're going to talk about some of the responses to uh, Holly Willoughby's uh, speech. What would you call it? It wasn't long enough for us. What, what constitutes a speech? It's got to be more than three paragraphs, right? What constitutes a monologue? What constitutes a piece to camera? What constitutes a piece of nothing? What constitutes a statement? Thank you, Sarah Witherington, a statement. Now we're on to Prince Harry. So I'm going to do a poll. Let's do a poll. I did it on uh, the Coffee Moaning. Oh, by the way, um, we have the five uh, card recipients uh, from the Coffee Moaning Instagram account. I will be contacting you, or Michelle will be contacting you after this live. Um, are you Team Harry or Team Piers? Uh, I'm going to ask it like that, and I'm, I'm sort of using Piers as a sort of representation, if you like, of the British, the free, uh, to quote, uh, re-smog, free British press. Um, it's a tricky one. For a number of people, this will be a tricky one. Uh, I haven't had a chance to have a look at the poll on the coffee morning, um, but uh, let's see. Let's see, let's see which way this bing bongs. Let's see which way this. Does anyone remember the nightclub Pasha in 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 uh, Ibiza? We went there a few times. They don't don't look like cherries, do they? Not the cherries that I know. Team neitherly. I should have put. A, I should have put that choice really. Team neither. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, I should have. Uh, well, yeah. Don't vote if it's neither of them. And uh, that's not right. That's a skew if. That's like Brexit vote, isn't it? Piers is awful. Harry all the way. Sophia Lopez. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is the story for anyone who's unaware of it. That Prince Harry obviously has taken um, the Mirror Group uh, to court. They are—it's a phone hacking scandal. He's claiming that his privacy was invaded uh, with phone hacking and uh, the press managing to intercept his voicemails uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're not going to get into the uh, the deets, if you like, of whether that did or did happen. I think it's safe to assume it's happened across the industry. Um, it was, you know, it all happened at a time when, to be honest with you, actually, there's not, if, conveniently enough, so many records have sort of disappeared, isn't that weird? Um, but, uh, but it's curious when you know that there are stories running around or, or people talk about how Piers Morgan stood in an office, didn't he? Didn't he stand in his office at the mirror sort of playing, uh, didn't he play foot, didn't he play a recording of Paul McCartney's voicemail to someone? Anyway, Piers Morgan absolutely refutes this and says there is no evidence of uh, phone hacking. Um, but just because Piers says that, and just because the papers say that, doesn't mean it didn't happen. We can all say anything. It's like that moment Nadia discovered at the beginning of Fargo, and they said, this is based on a true, this is a true story. And when I said it wasn't, she was like, what? 
she's running Kiki uh, uh, Tiz. She said, what? You can't break that contract. That's a deal. That's a deal between the viewer and me. And if it's a true story, I believe it's a true story. But she thought there was some kind of rule that you couldn't say that. But there's no rules. Um, I think this is one of those stories, perhaps Harry, whatever you think of it, I think you're either going to just feel that Prince Harry is uber-privileged, a pain in the neck, moans a lot, uh, wants privacy, wants publicity, wants privacy, wants publicity, etc. But I think at the heart of this, there is, uh, he has a reasonable, um, you know, he has a reasonable axe to grind, I think. If someone has illegally entered your phone and done all sorts of stuff, you need to know about it. Whether he will be proven right or not, is 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 uh, is another matter. Michelle says Harry Harry Prince Harry smoking too much weed has made him paranoid. Maybe I think this is a narrative that a lot of people are. I, I tell you what, let's have a little. I'm just going to have a little scroll through the timeline. On well, let, hang on. Let's have a look at the let's look at the newspaper headlines in the UK today, shall we? So on the front of the Daily Mail, and let's not forget Jacob Rees-Mogg, that wonderful pillar of 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 impartiality and nuance and subtlety, that sort of Tory politician who, who just seems to only be interested in trotting out nastiness. Um, uh, as he says, he says, you know, we, he's, he's fighting the great British free, the free British press. The freedom of our press is something that we, the freedom of our press is something to be championed and, and, and enjoyed and shouted from the rafters about Mr. Rees-Mogg. Of course, especially when it, all it does is spout out what you think. No wonder Jacob Rees-Mogg finds the media free and, 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 and absolutely lovely, because, of course, it says everything he wants it to say. The majority, and I, and I do think it's the majority. And that's, I think, for me, what's frustrating about this is that there are very few newspapers or news outlets that aren't, you know, conservative through and through. And The Mirror is one of them. Um, and The Independent's another, The Guardian's another. And what you see at a moment like this is that all of them kind of grouped together. And so then suddenly it's like, mm, right, okay. So the Daily Mail has a photograph of, of uh, Hazard on the front saying he must have longed for the schmaltzy embrace of Oprah. That's unbiased. <laughs> I mean, you know, people say, don't take on the British press. And you sort of, when you think about that, and it's a given, everyone says, oh no, you don't want, you don't want to take on the British press. We, if we heard that in Russia, we'd say totalitarian state, wouldn't we? Don't take on the British. Why the bloody hell not? You should be able to take on the British. You know, what is the British press so inflexible and so controlling that we live in a big brother state? God, flipping heck. He must have longed for the schmaltzy embrace of Oprah. Yet your little badges for membership have shifted and changed. They're going to change back. There's just, uh, there's a little bit of a tech issue with them. So, uh, uh, Lee Doran, everywhere I look, I see Ginger. It almost feels like a song, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, what else? So that's the Daily Mail, unsurprisingly. His hacking testimony is forensically challenged for five gruelling hours. He admits his memoir conflicts with his, his claims. It sounds like he had a bad day in court. It sounds like he had... A bad day in court. It, it, it didn't, I don't think it looked good for him. Um, uh, Casey accuses him of being in realm of total speculation. Um, Daily Express says, well, Daily Express has a small photo. Actually. It says, Harry breaks protocol with attack on rock bottom government. Harry kind of said that Piers Morgan is a, is a horrid individual. And he said that the government is just a piece of shit. Um, the Metro, Harry's reality check front page. 
Um, Prince in the witness box. Um, papers wanted to oust me as royal. He talks about, well, I, I, you know, I think he has something to, I think, I think there's something to be said for what he has to say about uh, Hewitt. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, Paul Burrow and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the front of the sun, Harry's day in court, me, Hewitt, and that two-faced shit, Burrow, Burrow, Paul Burrow. I'm not a massive fan of Paul Burrow, if I'm honest, never was. And this is the aspect um, uh, around this where I felt for him when I heard, when I saw this story sort of breaking through, where he was talking about the fact that, you know, they wanted to throw... He felt the press wanted to throw question marks over who his father was and, and whether he was actually uh, the son of Prince Charles, etc., etc. And he found he just and he just found it disgraceful uh, and all the rest of it. Um, he's on the front of the Daily Telegraph, looking rather dapper in his suit. Front of the Mirror, um, kind of quite low key for the Mirror. If you think that they're in the firing line specifically in this case, it's Harry versus the press on the top left, alongside Amanda Holden, who we're going to be talking about in a minute. Uh, was, is it okay? Was it? Have a think about that. Was it okay for Amanda Holden to uh, roast lightly or throw shade? There's always a curious phrase. What, is, what does throw shade mean? Where does it come from? Is it like I'm going to shadow? I'm going to literally stand over you. Um, the Times Duke launches political attack, um, and uh, yeah, and it doesn't feature on. Well, it does feature on the front of the Independent, uh, the Eye, Prince Harry attacks government and tabloids. Whose side are you on? Let's have a look. Listen, where are you at? Uh, okay, slim majority. So, yeah, a slim majority are pro Harry. Quite a few of you are pro pro Piers Morgan. I realise it's kind of a um, not a great uh, choice between the two. Um, Andrea Crash, the press didn't name all about the drugs he was taking or losing his virginity or lots of other stuff that he is accusing them of, though. Um, casting doubts, yeah, Edward Bevington throwing shade. It all goes back to his mum and the press. He will always have a hatred for them, in my opinion. And I think that's the human aspect of it for me. I think, again, you know, I think we can understand. I think I can understand where his trauma comes from. I can also, I think I can also understand where his, his, his hatred of peers will come from. Because, I mean, we've said it here before recently. I mean, I still, I'm struggling to compre comprehend um, how, well, maybe you guys can enlighten me, because I know we have some people here who aren't fans of Meghan. Um, why is it okay for Piers to keep hitting Meghan relentlessly, or Harry and Meghan relentlessly, and yet he asks for everyone to stop with Philip Schofield? And that is a genuine question. I want to know what I'm missing, that there can be such a discrepancy in treatment. Do you get me? I, I, I just want to know. I want to know. I just want to know. If I could have a cup of coffee with Piers, I'd say, I don't get it, mate. What's the difference? Uh, Lorna Stewart, don't dislike Harry, but to be honest with you, I'm fed up with it all. Uh, PLS, 23 years ago. I think people should just stop talking about him. Honestly, why are people talking about Harry so much? What's so interesting about the next role? It's in the press. It's in the papers. I mean, we either we either look at it or what, are, what, should, we, what should we talk about? Let's talk about coffee. Done that. Uh, let's talk about clackers. Yay! Let's do that. Um, no, I mean, you know, whether we like it or not, everyone is, it's, it's there. It's, it's people are clicking on it, people are reading it, all that sort of stuff. Aaron Bullimore, Piers is a hypocrite, Mark. That's all there is to it. Uh, because he wanted a relationship with her and she ghosted him. Emotional Urban Homestead UK. Um, Natasha Milchon, because Phil has so far just done the one thing while H and M are attention seekers. 
Wow, okay, do we, we don't even know what Phil's done, do we? All we know is that he's decided it was serious enough for him to resign. Um, is attention seeking, does attention seeking uh, justify, I mean, I think there's a difference. For me, you know, trolling in the, it's about constancy. It's about constantly doing it, isn't it? I mean, I think for Piers to have an opinion, it's brilliant and for him to express it and say, for fuck's sake, guys. Um, but to go on and on and on, then it begins almost to feel like a hate campaign, I think. Um, of course, he's mates with Philip. It's like Nadia said, they all, it, it, this is all about a certain coterie of individuals who all head off to the same barbecues together. And what you see is, is very intelligent people, um, in a sense, adjusting their intellectual analysis of things based upon who's in their own WhatsApp groups and who they go and see on the social circuit, which is disappointing. Let's, let's use that. It's, it's disappointing. And you've disappointed yourself. Because as we've said many times, it's a great brain that Pierce has. And when he applies it to things that, are, that really, you know, deserve application, he's great. He's great. When, he's, when he's hitting the right target, he's good. But when he's sort of irrationally racing after someone and then suddenly urgently saying, it's like, how come he suddenly got a comprehension of mental health? Suddenly. Like, suddenly, it can't matter. I mean, it didn't need to destroy Denise Welsh online as well. I mean, how can he suddenly understands it? Because it's Philip. It's just weird. I don't mind. I mean, fair enough. But just explain. I don't understand. It's misogynistic, says Emotional Urban Homestead. Um, I watch talk TV, Bell X1. They don't give the guests a chance to speak. <laughs> Maybe it should be don't talk TV. Um, Jennifer Winter. Uh, the fact that Jeremy Clarkson was allowed to publish that disgusting article about Meghan says everything you need to know about the British press. That's interesting, isn't it? I for, again, yes, Jeremy Clarkson sort of jumped to Philip's defence, didn't he? And uh, and he'd written a man who'd written an article about saying let's throw shit at Meghan. I mean, we're in a weird we're in a weird world, aren't we? But that said, whatever you think of peers, there's a lot of people who have got no time for hazard. And they think this is just indulgent. So do you think, do any of you, okay, let's have a look. Do any of you, are any of you hoping that Harry will win this case? Uh, because do any of you, do any of you want Harry to win hacking case? Plenty of people talk, just not the guests, says Pink Lady. <laughs> yes, that's, there you go. Oh, that's good. Um, what have we got here? Yeah, he didn't believe Megan when she said she was suicidal. And that article Clarkson wrote, absolutely vile. Yes, that's a good point. Didn't believe her when she said she felt suicidal. I think there was a lot of talk isn't it funny? It's really interesting, isn't it? The contrast. It was like, it's all right for everyone to say, oh. And I mean, you know, there were times where me and Nadia, when we watched the documentary, we were like, well, oh, that's a bit eggy, the way she's saying that or the way he's saying that. And that was a bit eggy, a bit performance, a bit Hollywood, a bit actorly. But if you say it of Phil, suddenly you're, 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 you're you know, enemy numero uno. And you have no understanding or comprehension of mental health. 
It's, uh, I suppose there's something galling about people who've dismissed mental health repeatedly, then using mental health to shut people up who have a genuine concern. It's really frustrating, isn't it? Really frustrating. Um, so anyway, yeah, so poor old Hazard, Hazard's in court. He's, he's going back in today. I mean, I must admit, I think he dropped the ball when he didn't turn up on the first day. Come on, this is your court case and you didn't turn up because of your daughter's birthday. I'd be right pissed off if I was the journalist, if, the journalist, if I was the judge. Um, uh, yeah, um, so Rhys Mogger said it's damaging to him, damaging to the to the royals, you know. Uh, God, Jacob Rhys Mogger. Uh, the royal family is always ill-advised to go to court. Um, said Rhys Mogg. Uh, he claimed to say, Harry's decision to let daylight in was a fundamental error. Uh, it's damaging rather than enhancing Prince Harry's reputation. Freedom of the press is one of our great constitutional safeguards. Yes, of course it's a constitutional safeguard, little Rhys Moggy boy. As long as it's shouting what you believe. Always a little pipsqueak. Um, Piers Morgan, good luck with your... I mean, in a weird way, Piers hasn't said too much in response to Harry having a crack at him. And I think he's all the stronger for not saying so much. I think it should just be, I think, I thought it was classier. That's why we needed, I think he needs to be like that a bit more. Just, just hold his cards to his chest a bit more. Leave us wondering, Piers, rather than telling us. Uh, Prince Harry's court comments have given press further ammunition to attack him, says another uh, Tory peer. Um... You know, uh, all his talk about taking drugs and all that. There's a push in America by, by right-wing conservative think tanks to have his visa removed due to his drug taking. I mean, yes, strictly on a kind of detail, procedural uh, point, they could have something. But are you trying to tell me that everyone who's travelled to America over the however many previous... Or many most, so many people who've emigrated to America haven't taken drugs... Um, Sunak declines to comment on Harry's broadside at government because he's busy wearing classy boots. Nadia was telling me, did you see his shoes yesterday? Um, nincompoop was made for Rhys Mogg. He is a nincompoop. Um, and Harry talks about the distress, obviously. Uh, you know, and so much of this is fed by his experience with his mum. And also him feeling like he was... You know, his mental health was put under strain by the, the newspapers trying to suggest that he was illegi the illegitimate child of um, that other chap. What's his name? Paul Burrell? No, not Paul Burrell. Which one was it? The, um, what's the name of, what's the name of the guy? What's the name of the ginger-haired guy that they all claimed was his dad? Not very nice, is it? James, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, James Hewitt, thank you very much. Not nice. Not nice to have that question mark thrown over you. Happy birthday, Jessica. Is it Jessica's birthday? Happy birthday, Jessica. Is it Jessica Frost? Jessica, hi. Anyway, so that's Prince Hazza. He's back in court. Uh, Amanda Holden, um, she posted, uh, was she poking fun? On Tuesday morning, was she poking fun when she posted something saying, hello, it's Tuesday, are you okay? And if she was poking fun, is it all right to poke fun? And I don't know why I'm getting so high-pitched. Sorry for those of you listening. That must be unbearable. Um, is it, was, okay, was Amanda Holden wrong to throw shade on Holly's statement? It's not speech, statement. Uh, for you listening, the tip tapper there is me asking a poll question. 
Um, Les Dennis, there's a name I wasn't expecting to... Well, I suppose it was, it was Amanda Holden. Uh, yes, people have lost a sense of humour these days. Um, I've got an interview this morning. Good, good luck, Nadia Mansour. Good luck. Um, I can't stand Amanda, says Amy May. Well, I once spent a moment with her in a lift, in a purely, in a purely sort of, well, how can you be in a lift professionally? I wasn't professionally in a lift with her. I was just a, we were using the lift as you should. She seemed incredibly nice. I had a brief conversation with her. Um, yeah, your whitey user, just going back to Harry, claiming he's the illegit illegitimate son of Charles is incredibly damaging, truly horrific, absolutely, I agree. Uh, Brenda M, I like Amanda. Yes, people have lost their sense of humour, Michelle. Um, okay, let's have a look. Is, what, what are you saying already? Uh, was Amanda Holden wrong to throw shade on Holly's statement? It's interesting, isn't it? I think someone did say yesterday, I think, you know, the, the, the definitions of, of... For me, trolling is a long and persistent and constant pulling down of someone uh, in an irrational, unwell hyper-focused, you've got nothing else to do with your life, but keep focusing on this and just keep going for it. Horrible, with the ultimate aim of destroying someone and uh, all the rest of it. Throwing shade, having a laugh. What happened to the days of things like spitting image and having a bit of a, I think having a laugh at what was said. I mean, she's not the only one. David Baddiel, who's, who's another comedian, um, he, likewise, I think on Twitter was sort of mocking the idea. I think I'm going to ask everyone if you're OK. Uh, I think this was what added to this was the idea that she was hung over and she was wearing a white dress, Amanda Holden, and what, what she posted, a little bit like Holly Willoughby. I mean, I have to confess, the more and more photos I see of Holly Willoughby, does anyone else find just in a sort of weird way? I, just, I find her face quite sort of Holly's, quite... I keep looking at it for longer, for longer and longer and longer and longer in each image that I see. And I feel like I'm going mad. There's something... It's like I'm being charmed by the snake in Jungle Book. <laughs> There's something, something, something weird there. Anyway, uh, Amanda Holden has said, uh, had to, has had to say <laughs> through a representative. I mean, can you believe it or not? Uh, I, I've had, I need to make it clear that I have had no issues with Holly in the past. Obviously, she's had issues with Philip. She can't stand him. He couldn't stand her. He probably couldn't stand her because she asked questions. Maybe. I don't know. Just a thought. Maybe she, maybe she just didn't do what he wanted her to do. I don't know, maybe. Um, uh, but yeah, throwing shade, I think it's all right. I don't think it's dismissing. I mean, one of the news stories yesterday, was it yesterday? I mean, throwing shade as an observer like that in a light-hearted fashion, I think it's okay. The editor using the... What about the aubergine story? I mean, in the, in the select committee in the House of Commons, they're talking about an aubergine comment. It broke on the Hollywood Deadline uh, PA News type website, and it said, because of they have an American audience, it said ITV um, uh, sort of reprimands uh, this morning exec for eggplant reference. I mean, Daily Star, why haven't you got a fucking aubergine on the front of your paper? You were quick with the lettuce, you were quick with the turnip or the parsnip, get that aubergine on your front cover. So obviously the reference, this, this was when uh, the editor of this morning was doorstepped, asked for a comment, and he said, I'll tell you what's toxic, when I asked if it was toxic, an aubergine's toxic. I mean, I don't know if aubergine, I don't know, it was a curious one, isn't it? Because aubergines aren't toxic. I think the fact that he grabbed, no pun intended, at an aubergine uh, reference, it's a little bit concerning, unless you're someone like me, filming the Curly Cooks, where all I think about is aubergines. Do you know what I mean? 
it was so out of order on so many levels, Creatorlic. So anyway, yeah, so this was put to uh, the head of strategy at ITV. And they admitted that it was inappropriate. Um, and then, of course, there was our questions about, you know, the editor of this morning's status and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's a different thing. You know, he, he's part of the perceived problem. So for him to throw the word aubergine, I still can't even get my head around it. I can't even work out where in the bingo lottery brain of, let's just say something random and funny, uh, I find an aubergine toxic is funny. I like, I like abstract humour. But I, 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 that was even, I was struggling with that one too. Deflection with an aubergine. Aubergine deflection. I think for me, aubergine, courgette, cucumber, whatever it was that could have been said. It's the, I'll tell you what gets me a little bit. It's the sort of arrogant swagger. I think that's the bit that, that does me in a bit. So I, I personally, I don't have a problem with Amanda doing this. But look, quite a few of you do. Look, 44%, which he was wrong to throw shade on Ollie's statement. Interesting. Um, uh, Sarah Jones, weird. I wondered if it was to do with homophobia, as though he was trying to point focus that way. Point focus with an... I mean, aren't we a weird... We're in a weird place, aren't we, when we're looking at the significance of using an aubergine as a as a parrying tool or a deflection tool. Michelle, it was banter from Amanda. Of course it was banter. And I think banter like that isn't, isn't a problem. Likewise with, with uh, David Baddiel. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, even the SMP MP at the select committee said, how are you? I mean, the more you think about it, the, the order it is. How are you? I mean, especially as... It, Whenever anyone asks, how are you, you know, uh, you know, on telly, they're not really, they're talking to an alter cue, do you know what I mean? I think he was trying to be funny and it backfires. No, no, he was absolutely trying to be funny, but it's kind of, it's, I think he was trying to be surreal. And I think maybe he just plucked the first emoji, or maybe he plucked the last emoji he'd sent to someone. I don't know, maybe it was fresh in it. Maybe he had aubergine fresh in his mind. I love eggplant. I love the fact that it had to be translated to an American audience. Um, so there we go, yeah. Um, and finally, today, we're gonna to talk about, well, we're not gonna really talk about it, but um, predictive text. Who is driven mad by predictive text? Do you know someone who doesn't check their texts and when they send their text that's been predictively texted, it's total fucking gobbledygook. Nadia will send the most bizarre messages sometimes. It's really important that, um, I don't know, uh, bonbon bread bread is in the oven upstairs, but we might have to get there if the flare, if the flare main thing. It just doesn't make any sense. My wee-wees are on the table. Have you got leg, leg, up, up for tonight? What am, I, what am I talking about? I have to check my text always. I'd like a really big cock. I mean, it defaulted to that the other day. Why? 
All I was trying to say was I want a really big bar of chocolate. This is absolutely when the word fuck defaults to duck. And apparently Apple uh, software boss Craig Federighi at Apple has said that the AI system that uh, sorts out predictive texting uh, and then adjusts fucking hell or fuck off to duck off and ducking hell is gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna learn that you mean fuck. So basically the Apple, the algorithm within the typing for iPhone users, this is iPhones only, uh, autocorrect will change so that it will learn that when you say ducking hell, you're not actually meaning ducks, you're meaning fucks. So when you say I fancy a fuck, it might say I fancy a duck. I now know that whenever I now say fucking hell, whenever I say, I mean, if I say duck, it's now going to say fuck, isn't it? That means I can't text about ducks anymore. I don't, I don't know if I like that. I don't know, I don't know if I like that. Uh, you know, is it a trade-off I'm willing to make? Not being able to text about ducks in order to say fucking hell. I don't know. Anyway, they are seriously changing it so that uh, the autocorrect system will now <laughs> automatically understand that what you're saying is fucking hell. So uh, I, I like that. I like that story. So ducking hell is to disappear from Apple autocorrect, bringing, <laughs> LBC has reported, bringing joy to millions who have never, ever tried to type it. Uh, and a couple of final little things I just wanted to just share with you. Uh, Michael Sheen is objecting to non-Welsh actors playing Welsh roles. Uh, he's played Scottish roles, I think, in the past. What do we think of that? I think his point is if you're... There's nothing worse than an actor who can't command an accent, is there? Because for me, it's a little bit like an actor with a really bad wig on. This is all about artifice and you're being asked to be immer you're being asked to immerse yourself in this believable world. And if they've got a stupid wig on, I never understand this. You can have all the CGI in the world, and then you have an actor standing in front of all this 250 million fucking thousand million dollars worth of effects with a stupid wig on, and it and it punctures the myth. Or so too, if you have an actor who can't command an accent. And it must be really difficult when you're on, on set or shooting, because you've committed to the actor, you've cast them, everything's running along, you can't fire them, and they can't, com they can't command the accent. So I think Michael Sheen's point is, is that if you're going to have a Welsh role, play, have Welsh people play them. But then this gets to the heart of, should you, do you have to have experience of something or be something to play it? It means that it will really narrow down the potential for roles, right? I guess. I don't know. Discuss. Should non-Welsh actors be allowed to play Welsh characters? Some, in this piece, uh, they say how when Stephen Graham, who is one of my favourite actors of all time, uh, had to play, um, what was he in, White House Farm, he played DCI Taft Jones, Welsh. Online, people were describing his accent as a cross between Russian and Jamaican. It's distracting. Stephen Graham was outstanding. But it is distracting when an accent isn't good. What was it? I was watching something where they kind of had a control of the accent. I feel like I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat. I feel like I'm waiting for them to go wrong. As long as they are good and believable, says Laura Dion. There you go. And finally, we're going to be reviewing me and Ads later. The Idol, starring Johnny Depp's daughter Lily Rose Depp. Uh, this is the new show on Sky Atlantic, I think. Here, HBO in America. Um, 
set within the pop world. Uh, I think it kind of is riffing or taking some inspiration from a story like Britney Spears. It's about a sort of pop star who sort of mental health is, is, under, is being challenged, is being exploited sexually. Uh, um, and so we're going to be doing a review about that later. But it, it's an interesting one because Johnny Depp has, has come out saying he's proud of his daughter, Lily Rose Depp. It's extraordinarily explicit. It uh, deals with incredibly adult themes. So please don't go and just, just watch it like that because you could get the shock of your life. Um, and it's coming for a hell of a lot of criticism and uh, some particularly bad reviews, scathing reviews. But we're going to be uh, certainly talking about the first episode of that. Not entirely sure whether we'll be doing the entire series, but it might be useful for any of you thinking of watching it. Um, okay, guys. So Jessica, Jessica, happy, happy birthday. Hope you have a lovely day. Um, uh, Judy Cromer is amazing at accents, absolutely right. Um, so guys, have a lovely day. Um, stuff is landing on the channel. Check out our How to Stay Married yesterday. It was a quite, quite a tense one. Um, and uh, uh, Home Time is the next uh, vlog that will be coming towards you. Crete is done. Uh, so Home Time will be heading your way oh, forth with, as well, some movie reviews and all sorts of other content. Oh, and Greenfingered Hell and all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff coming. See you soon. Have a lovely day. Bye.